Welcome, sons and daughters of God. It is so wonderful to be able to be with you today on this second Sunday of Advent. We thank you for spending some time with us and allowing us to come and spend some time with you. You know, there's a lot of waiting around the Christmas season, and certainly Advent is that season of waiting as we prepare for Christ coming among us. Sometimes waiting can be a little aggravating. And so today and throughout this season, we are presenting some skits to bring a humorous side to that aggravation of waiting. And so we hope that you enjoy them as we give them to you. Now we invite you to uh, prepare yourselves for worship. If you have a home Advent wreath, we invite you to bring it with you and prepare it. If not, we invite you to just simply bring four candles uh, to light them as we go through these weeks of Advent. Again, welcome to our time of worship.
We praise you, O God, for this circle of light that marks our days of preparation for Christ's advent. As we light the candles on this wreath, kindle within us the fire of your spirit that we may be light shining in the darkness. Enlighten, Enlighten us, us with, with your, your grace, grace that, that we, we may, may welcome others as you have welcomed, welcomed us. Grant this through Christ our Lord, whose coming is certain and whose day draws near. Amen. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Bernie's Healthcare. I'm Willis. Willis? Mr. Duncan? Duncan. Peter Hi. Duncan. How I, are you, Mr. Duncan? I'm, well, not too good, but I thought you worked at the bank. You're the C and the K guy in Duncan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Betty Crocker. How are you, Mr. Duncan? Well, uh, the reason I'm here is the, the wind, you know, it's windy out there. It caught my car door and slammed it into my knee, and it's really hurting. Oh, I, I called so ahead and got an appointment with Dr. Bone? Dr. Bones. Great great name for an orthopedist. Yeah, Dr. Bones, I know. He's been having to live with that his entire life. Uh, we're glad to have you. Um, the doctor has a patient right now. He should be available in just a few minutes. Um, if you don't mind, I have some paperwork that I'd like you to go over here and just sign it's all exit to like places where you need to sign it. And well, now, I've already filled that stuff out. I know. We tell you that all the time on the internet. You fill that stuff up, and we always have something free to sign. I just Yeah, I just hate that. Yeah. Now, if you just fill this out. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. We'll see you shortly. Okay. Mr. Duncan. Yes. Oh. Finished. Oh, wait a minute. Just a moment. I, I'm so sorry. Well, I'll, ha I'll have you sign. There's one more thing that, that you just missed here. But we'll do that in just a moment. Okay. I did want to ask you if you'd fast. Do you remember to fast before you fast? Fast? It's, it's my knee. Oh, I thought you were here for a gastro problem. No, no, no. no. Remember, I, I banged my knee with the car door, the wind. Oh, that's right. But you do have gastro problems, right? Not right now. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I got a feeling I'm going to. <laughs> you don't have gastro problems on us. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you this. The procedure that the doctor was working on with the patient is taking a little bit longer than we thought. And if you'd just be patient, the doctor said that he would appreciate it very much if you could just wait just a few minutes more. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mr. Doctor. Time. The doctor doesn't get out from lunch very often, and before I could even tell it, he slipped out the back door at the pharmaceutical wing, and he turns his phone off, so I'm, I'm afraid we're just stuck here for a few minutes. He doesn't take long for lunch, and he'll be right back, I promise you. If you'll just have another seat. Wish I'd known, I would have gone with him. I know. Thank you, Mr. Duncan. Okay. 
Waiting hasn't gotten any easier this week, Lord. Although we've talked and thought about it, waiting is still challenging, especially as we get caught up into the frenzied rush of Christmas preparations. Isaiah's words in today's lesson reveal why Advent waiting is an important key of preparation. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Waiting is a time for inward preparation. Therefore, let us gather our thoughts and reflect upon the unevenness and rough parts of our lives. O loving and liberating God, we stand before you as people in bondage to sin, starvation, and sadness, disease, despair, and death. We feel very much like grass that withers and flowers that fade. Blow your life-giving breath upon us, God, and sustain us with your nourishing word. Let us hear afresh the tender comfort of your good news. Your God is here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. People of God in need of comfort, hear this glad news. By God's endless grace, your sins are forgiven and you are free. Free from all that holds you back and free to live in the peaceable realm of God. May you be strengthened in God's love, comforted by Christ's peace and accompanied with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Let us pray together. Stir up our hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way for, of your only Son. By his coming, strengthen us to serve you with purified lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The first reading today is, take, is Isaiah, 40th chapter, the first 11 verses. In grand flowing poetic lines, the prophet announces that the exile of God's people in Babylon is over. God will deliver Israel and will cure for her as a shepherd cares for his sheep. This word can be trusted because the only enduring reality in life is the word of God. A reading from Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together for the mouth the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. In Jesus' name, amen. I shared a really cool video with our worship director, Mark Hellman, a week or so ago. And what really made it so neat was, was how this group from Ghana took a classical piece of music and arranged it in a very special way. Instead of having an orchestra there, five young men were seated at their electronic keyboards, and each one of them was voiced to a certain sound. And when the conductor finally struck the downbeat, each one of them began to play in a way that sounded really amazing. There was a familiar sound that filled the air. It was the opening chords of Handel's classic, The Messiah. And then a sweet tenor voice rang out with those words from Isaiah, the 40th chapter. Comfort ye. Comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Those words in the Milholland family meant that it was now time to start getting ready for Christmas. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people. Today, when we hear that word comfort, it brings to mind all kinds of, of really nice things. Creature comforts, comfort food. There are lots of warm fuzzies associated with that word. But there's something really interesting about that word as well. That the root of our English word comfort comes from two Latin words, cum fortis, with strength. In other words, the verb form of the word comfort means to give strength, to bring consolation and healing. So before there's a tender and cozy feeling and sigh of relief with that word, it first comfort must first acknowledge that there is something wrong, something that needs to be healed, something need, that needs restoring. In order to experience the strength of comfort, there must be a message of what's what in life. And that message can often make us very uncomfortable. Comfort. Comfort. Those are great words when we think about Christmas. And it would be absolutely wonderful if that was all there was to Christmas. That it was all Santa Claus and ho, ho, ho and warm chocolate and 12 days ending with a partridge in a pear tree. But Scripture tells a very different story. And that story begins a long time before that first Christmas took place. 
The story includes a lot of sagas and events talking about violence, struggle, doubt, brokenness, confusion, exile. There's a lot of wilderness talk in this story. And a good example of this is what took place six centuries before Jesus. As the Babylonians came and and conquered ancient Israel. And their capital city of Jerusalem was wrecked and their temple was left in ruins. The people were carried off to exile in a foreign land. And everything they counted on and used to, to gain strength was taken from them. And they began to wonder, where is God? Will God help us? you know there's something kind of surprising about this whole episode the fact is is that after a while the Israelites didn't seem to mind their exile all that much the Babylonians did all they could to make these folks forget their true home they wanted them to just settle down and and live in this new land with new dreams new values And even new gods. This was not like Egypt. They were not slaves. In fact, for many of them, life was pretty good. And they got really comfortable in Babylon. They didn't need to be comforted by anyone. And so the announcement of the coming of the Lord was at first received with kind of Mixed reactions. The Lord's coming was only good news for those who still felt lost and in exile and in the wilderness. Looking at this passage in those terms, Isaiah's words sting me because they make me realize how easy it is to get comfortable and just go along with the way the world wants things to be. And my comfort makes me forget how much I still live in exile. How much of my living is wilderness living. I get really comfortable to the point where the wondrous story of the Messiah's coming can simply be nothing more than a, 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 Christmas, a children's Christmas pageant played out each and every year this time. And it loses a lot of its life-giving and life-changing power for me. Is that ever true for part of your life? The story Isaiah is telling us is that in part, comfort makes little sense when you are already doing just fine. Now I know this year is certainly the exception to that that way of thinking. Like the Israelites, many of us feel like that everything we relied on for strength has been taken from us. Our world has been turned upside down. But even with everything that has happened in this past year, aren't there places in our life where we feel like we're doing okay? We're really doing just fine. Please don't ask me to mess with this too much. I've worked too hard to get it this way. If that's the case, then comfort only makes sense when you know You need something that you can't get for yourself. And if that's true, then our Advent text help us to realize that the wilderness does exist, even if we don't always recognize it or or realize it. Advent points to all the ways that we, like those people in Isaiah's day, have grown comfortable in our exile. Or those to whom John the Baptist preached 
calling them to repentance, calling them to have a new way of looking at themselves and their lives so that they could be open when God would come. Part of our waiting to be comforted is realizing where God's comfort really starts. It's when we are exiled from where we need to be. Realizing how easy it is for us to forget our need to have our rough places made smooth, our crooked places made straight, and the mountains of our self-centeredness knocked down a notch or two. The comfort God brings starts when God confronts us with the truth that our comfortable living falls far short of God's desire for us. And whether we are in the wilderness because of something we have done, another description of sin, our separation from God, or whether it's because of something that's been done to us, the best news we can have is that God still does come. Comes to give us strength to move from where we are to where we need to be. That's what's so wonderful about Advent. It lets us hear that voice crying for us to remember that this is the world that God wants so much to save. And as we wait in what may seem like a world of darkness, we need to remember that God sent Jesus into this world as light, as light, to bring light into that darkness. Advent is a waiting time. But we're not just waiting to pass the days until Christmas gets here. It's a waiting time to remind us of why we celebrate Christmas in the first place. To celebrate the gift of Emmanuel. God with us. Because God wants to come into our world, into our lives, and give us what we need to really live, to bring us home again. And that God will never, ever stop doing whatever it takes to make that happen for us and through us. One of the really cool things about Mark's telling of the Jesus story is how he starts it. There are no angels and no shepherds. Even Mary and Joseph in the manger are missing. But Mark simply starts this way. This is the beginning of the story, the good news of Jesus Christ. He's telling us that his way of telling the story is just the beginning of the way God has come into the world and that God still comes and sometimes, even now, as a child. She was a little girl who was always in Sunday school and church by herself. Every Sunday, her parents would drive up to the church's circular drive and the little girl would hop out of the car and her parents would drive off for their Sunday breakfast or wherever. The father was a big executive in town, very upwardly mobile, very ambitious. And the whole town seemed to know about the parties, the Saturday night parties that they would hold. Parties that would get very raucous, sometimes almost vulgar. But every Sunday, that little girl was still in Sunday school and church by herself. Then one Sunday, the pastor looked out and saw her sitting with two grown-ups. And he later learned that they were the little girl's mom and dad. After the service was over, they came forward to the pastor and 
asked if they could join the church. And the pastor asked, well, what prompted this? And the father sheepishly said, do you know about our parties? The pastor admitted he had heard about them. Well, the one we had last night was really pretty loud and kind of rough. And it woke up our little girl and she came sneaking down the stairs and sat there watching as we were eating and drinking and other things. And then suddenly she just popped up and said, hey, could I say the blessing? God is great. God is good. Then she said, good night, everybody. She went back upstairs. It was really weird. But almost immediately, people started saying, oh, it's getting kind of late. We, we really do have to go. And they, they started leaving. And the room was empty in a matter of minutes. We started cleaning up together. And almost without realizing it, we looked at each other as if we could tell what the other, exactly what the other was thinking. And we asked each other, where do we think we're going? God had come to them in their exile through a little prophet in the wilderness making their way straight preparing the way of the Lord. Homecoming at last. Comfort awaits us. God promises to come to us in our wilderness. Maybe his comfort will be soothing. But it also might rattle us a bit. Either way, wait for it. It will bring you home again. Oh, come, Emmanuel. Like a feather.
The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. The peace of the Lord be with you. Peace be with you. this second Sunday of Advent, let us pray for this weary world, responding to each petition with words from today's psalm. In mercy, restore us. Come to the church, O faithful God. Assist our bishop, our pastor, and all who minister in the church. Show us what is your way and where we are your paths and awaken all the baptized to the guidance of your Holy Spirit. O oh God, be gracious to us. In mercy, restore us. Come to the Jewish people, O covenant God, at this their festival, festival of Hanukkah. End the world's anti-Semitism and bring peace to Jerusalem. O oh God, be gracious to us. In mercy, restore us. Come to the earth, O oh creating God. As the seasons change, protect all that lives. Mend the wounds of environmental damage and restore balance to ecosystems. O oh God, be gracious to us. Come to the nations, O sovereign God. Inspire governmental officials to strive for peace within their land and between countries. Remember the people of Afghanistan and Ethiopia. Guide the nations towards cooperative efforts when facing global issues. O God, be gracious to us. In mercy, restore us. Come to our country, O righteous God. Teach us how to end discrimination and to value diversity. Bring political parties into helpful conversation with each other. Assist the unemployed and uphold people with physical and intellectual disabilities. O God, be gracious to us. In mercy. Come to all who are facing the coronavirus, O compassionate God. Protect the vulnerable. Heal the sick. Embrace the dying. Sustain medical workers. Prepare a vaccine. End this scourge. O God, be gracious to us. In mercy, restore us. Come to all who suffer, O merciful God. Empower us to feed the hungry in our nation and around the world. Gather into your healing embrace those who are afraid, lonely, sick, or struggling with depression. We pray especially for Susan Bachman, Jesse Brock, Linda Dufseth, Sam Green, Alberta Holden, Hank Mazer, Dave Riggs, Mary Lou Schofield, Roger Strong, Bob Stroud, Matt Surak, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, Gary Yellow, 
and those on our lips or in our hearts. O oh God, be gracious to us. Mercy, restore us. Come, O oh tender-hearted God, to each one of us and receive our silent prayers. O oh God, be gracious to us. Come near to us, O God, and receive our prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Again, we welcome you to this time of Advent worship. We're so glad that we can spend this time together. Certainly Advent tells us we are getting ready for Christmas. And as we think about that this year, we want to let you know that our Christmas Eve uh, traditional service will be very different this year, as all of our worship has been. We will be offering you Christmas Eve in a bag as we uh, prepare a gift for you that you can take home and use it as part of our online service. Starting next Sunday, uh, we invite you to either pick up your gift bag at the uh, outdoor service on the next two weeks, the 13th or the 20th, or you can come by the church Monday through Friday during normal office hours and pick up your uh, gift bag. And if you need to, be, need to have a bag delivered to you, please call the office and let us know, and we'll be glad to make sure you get your Christmas Eve in a bag. You might also consider picking up uh, an extra bag or two and presenting them as gifts to some neighbors or family members, inviting them to be a part of our Christmas Eve service online. Please be sure and check the uh, monthly December newsletter or online for more details about how our Christmas Eve will go this year. Now, please hear this assurance of grace. God has always loved you. God loves you now, and God will love you forever. This is the good news that gives us strength in our time of waiting and comfort in our time of anxiety. It is the good news that gives us new life. And so we go about our Advent days trusting that God will continue to bless us and keep us, that God's face will shine on us with grace and mercy, that God will look upon us with favor and will give us peace. Amen. Go in peace. Be God's heralds of comfort. Oh God, we call, oh God, we call, from deep inside we yearn, from deep inside we yearn, from deep inside 